Hey guys, John here. I actually have Nicole and Daniel here from the Holly Shorts Film Festival. It's a pleasure to actually have them on the show to be able to talk about the Holly Shorts Film Festival. It's a big honor to be able to do this. This is actually my second year doing this film festival, but do me a big favor. Go over to Spotify. Go over to Anchor. Go over to wherever you guys get your podcasts from. Rate me over there. Also, too, don't forget to smash that like button and the subscribe button on the bottom corner, of course, on YouTube. And let's go on ahead. Let's get on with the show. And hey, guys, welcome to the show. Like I said, it's a big honor to be able to do this with you guys. And it's such an honor because I remember last year, I was telling Nicole this, you guys took a chance on me with me being such a small channel that I wasn't sure. Because here's the thing, most film festivals go ahead and look at the subscribers count. They look at the viewerships. They look at all this other stuff like, eh, I don't think I want to take a chance on him. But one of the things I can actually say that I love about what the Holly Shorts Film Festival does, it allows me as an indie podcaster to be able to shine through this festival and to be able to do this with you guys. It's such an honor to do this again for the second year. So thank you. Yeah, well, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank yeah, well, you. I'll then Nicole will start. You can go ahead, Nicole. Well, I mean, I was saying to him, thank you very much. I mean, we're super appreciative of anybody who's interested in covering our festival and showcasing what we offer in Los Angeles for the independent short filmmaker and to have such a great um, platform to be able to just continue to talk about our panels, our films, us, you know, I was telling you a quick story about Daniel and how like influential he is with all the videos that he's done. And so it's nice to see when filmmakers reference stuff that he's done and kind of, you know, say to him like, oh gosh, I love you. And thank you for helping me with this or, Stuff like that. So, thank you for your channel, and thank you for giving us this opportunity as well. Yeah, likewise, yeah. Well, I, I second that. Uh, um, yeah, uh, we're, we're. I mean, look, size of audience stuff that all grows, it all changes. So, whatever it is today is going to be more tomorrow, and that's not really a main consequence. It's about what you bring and the passion, energy you bring. That's the same thing we look at for ourselves. When we, now, this is what it is now. But you know, eighteen years ago, you would have been like, "Why am I going to cover your festival?" Because it was so small. So you know. <laughs> These things change right. and grow, so that's not really of consequences about the effort and passion you bring and and the filmmakers we want as many coverage and interviews as possible and reviews the reviews and the coverage for their for their films is is a critical part of the growth of the festival from maybe the early years we didn't really have a chance to get much of that we were so crazy running around trying to do all these things that we didn't have access to or means to know who's covering what and get to that point so now to be able to have really good coverage and reviews of the films um it's what the whole thing's about we want to get the films exposed and give filmmakers exposure and that's part of what you're offering, of course. So we're very, very happy to have you, and, and uh, happy that you do this. And so, you know, next up, next year, you gotta do this, but also be in person as well. We gotta, we gotta have you. Yeah, out as well. I'm working on that. <laughs> that's the next <laughs> <to> be, <laughs> because right now, I actually, uh, pretty much, I'm preparing to get married in October. So therefore, it's a little bit harder for me to be able to get out there like I wanted to. Because that's my goal. Yeah. My goal is to get out to this festival and be with you guys and celebrate this big festival with you. Um, yeah, well, your sure. wedding is a little more important, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And I actually have my co host Rossi, she's in the chat. Um, uh, but you know what, though, the thing that I wanted to ask you guys when you go, go into like choosing what movies to actually show, what's the process like? I mean, because I can imagine the submissions that you guys actually do, like, do you guys have a judge specifically for that, or is there or is it separated from the judges you have in person? Or do you just go through this whole entire deal where you're just looking at them yourselves, even though there's probably over 5,000, but you probably go into each. Yeah, it's, it's so what's the process? Yeah, 
Well, so the process has grown a bit more, changed um, somewhat. I mean, naturally, the, the sort of agenda or, or kind of the, the feeling or what we look for, you know, ultimately making a decision is going to be the same because it's still us making those decisions. So we're going to say, I love this, I like this, and why? And yeah, that's in. I mean, that's not in and all that stuff. Um, but we have grown the, the, the review team uh, considerably over the years. Uh, it used to be much more really just, we kind of kept, kept the tight to the vest. We didn't really give up uh, control. It was like very much like we're, it's us. No one else can make decisions. We're, you know, but we had to learn to delegate that and, and, and give up some of that control. With that many films, you know, lives change. It's just not feasible to say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to watch all of these movies all the time. It's just, it's just not realistic. And also, even that, that said, it's also not uh, ideal, right? Like, we need other voices, other people saying, you know, this is important to share this, and this is why. And other voices, other people. So it's not just myself or Theo or Nicole saying, yeah, I like this. So this in. You know, it's not about us. It's about the films and about showcasing a broad work. So it's better to have more voices and more and more ideas and, and ideologies and people saying, you know, this is why this is important to share this film. And I think this really meant a lot to me. And this is why. And then we can agree and say, you know what, you vouch for this film, then yes, we'll put this in and, and program this for that reason. So we've added to that. And, and more specifically, it's, there's more people. So we have a review team, not the number off, off, hand, off hand, but like there's more like 30 or so people watching films now and reporting to us. Mm-hmm. And we do weekly or biweekly calls. And we, on these Zooms, we're going over, okay, tell us your favorites, tell us your favorites and why, tell us a film you maybe thought was not for you, but, but, but maybe we need to see, because again, everyone has preference, right? Like someone might hate horror films, but we love them as a festival. And maybe it's best I watch them, not you, but we're assigning films blindly in batches. We're not looking at it. Well, you get this, you get that. It's here. Here's your, here's your batch. Here's your batch here. Everyone now get to work. So if there's something that's not for them, we need to know so we can, you know, properly judge it. We watch it ourselves and things like that. So go through that process. And from that, it's a narrowing down process. It's a sifting through. Um, you're getting to the, the point of what score is eight and above and what's, what's got a chance to be second round viewing through a one to 10 score. And then we rewatch those films and discuss those films and deliberate on those films and go over what can program based on us, as you know, loving genre films and certain themes and styles, action, horror, comedy, et cetera, films that fit accordingly. So that's kind of a long-winded uh, answer into, into that process a bit. Yeah. And, you know, from day-to-day basis, Nicole, what is some of the stuff that you have to go through as well? Because I want that's something I wanted to, be, that I was actually interested in, though, too, on what you do. Um, so, I mean, what I miss is all of us actually watching the films together. We used to do that back in the yeah. day before we screened 400 of them. And we would spend a whole Saturday and Sunday debating about, well, what about this shot? Or no, 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 the theme of this. Or, you know, oh, gosh, this is this year's. That's always my favorite yeah. is to see the same kind of films, but from different perspectives each year. And, like, each one has its own nuance. And I like to see that even in this process, it's still very similar. So it's nice to hear Daniel talk about the review team and what they've watched, what he's excited about, what he really wants to be um, part of it. Some that the team doesn't like that. He's like, actually, I really like this. I don't know why they didn't pick this. Um, My part comes into play more so after the films have been selected. I'm more the person who, um, you know, is reaching out to the filmmakers, uh, getting them aware of what to expect for the festival, communicating what we need with them. um, And just excited to like, you know, introduce them to us prior to actually getting there and then to be that consistent voice for them throughout their whole process of us, you know, being accepted through coming to the festival if they're fortunate enough to. That's pretty cool though, from the both of you guys' standpoints on what you guys do. And, you know, that's like for me, for instance, with my co-host and stuff like that, I always try to place my co-host or my guests in the right spots that I want to actually have them in. Because I know some people don't like horror. So therefore, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll go on ahead. I'll let you sit this one out. I'll get another person to come in and do the horror one. And it's okay. But it's all about placing people in the right places 
stuff like that. So yeah, that's something that, that real quick. There's a point. The point of the difficult part of that is that um, there are specific people. Some of the reviews they say, "Look, I don't want to watch this, so make sure not." So I'll sift through a bit more and say, "Okay, I can I can take stuff out by putting it in, in film freeway. I can put a certain category, and then something will come up and I say, "Okay, you can just watch more of these," and and, and that way they can avoid you know maybe a, a genre they don't like and that kind of thing. But for the most part, that doesn't happen as much. So we need honesty from everyone. Like, look, tell me what if you don't like something, don't just say you don't like it because you just don't like that genre. That's not. We might love the film and say, you know, this is a great film, and you're just just giving it a bad score because you just it's not for you. It's not about yeah. you or us. It's not about like it's not a personal thing, really. It's thinking outside of that. It's more about what an audience will want, what's 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 relevant or important to be able to program or what uh, as a place. You know, what what should an audience in Hollywood have a spotlight on and see? So if not like, oh, I don't like this movie, but it's actually wonderful, but it's not for you. So then you take it out. Like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. So that's not something we want to have happen. So, but that part can be difficult because we are sending out a bunch of films to people. Um, we can't go one by one to every movie and do that. That is just so tedious and time consuming to do that. And we haven't watched them yet either. So we don't even know what they are until they watch it and tell us. So that, that part of the process is we have to trust that the review team is um, is on top of that and, and, and honest about what they want to see. And, and, or they want to just like we do. We love watching everything. And, you know, yeah. like some people, not, not always the case. But some of our reviewers are voracious movie lovers. Like they're just like, I finished my batch. Do you have more? I oh, thought yeah. these 10 were amazing, you know? And then Daniel will be like, okay, let me watch them and see and make sure. And then you have others that are like, okay, I finished my 20. Like, can I have more? Or, you know what I mean? So it's kind of nice to, to see in the beginning, it was us all being like, okay, what, what genre do we want to watch this weekend? And now it's people who get a mixture of things. And they're like, no, this one would be really excellent for like thriller. And then for me, for Daniel, the Midnight Madness ones are always my favorite to see what ultimately gets picked for our <laughs> festival. And in the last few years, what is it, like three or four years now, you've actually made that a specific category. Yeah, so people yeah. submit to that. And that's exciting because those are, you know, sometimes too raunchy or too sexual or, you know, too, just too much that it's not going to be for everybody, <laughs> but there is an audience for everybody. There's always one that's too much for, for, for yeah. <laughs> uh, some stand out forever, that, you know, will always be the famous ones. But, uh, you know, this year we have a few, um, you know, uh, Blood of Dinosaurs is pretty awesome, pretty fun and crazy and out there. Yeah. And uh, I met them the other day. They're, they're great. The filmmakers are pretty cool. Awesome. They're here. They're happy. Pretty neat. But uh, Flem is another film. Flem is just gross. It's pretty gross. I mean, so you watch it. You're like, this is awesome. How they, how they pull this off? I have no idea. It's, it's really, really interesting and weird. And like, what the hell? But. It's also something I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I I'm good. It's great. We programmed it, but I'm like, I actually, for me, even I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch that again, but I'm good. But I think I'm I good. get like that too on screen, some films. The big screen, it's even more like, oh, I wonder how the reaction was in the, in the crowd. We got, actually, might be playing coming up this week. I don't know if it played this past midnight or the one coming up, but gotta check. Okay, that's 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 we gotta check on that one. But that's so you gotta see that. But uh, um, but yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun. But the DVD thing was different. See, we used to get together and we were watching DVDs back then. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, piles and you know you this and DVDs. I had DVDs. I had so many DVDs in my apartment and storage. It was like it's just crazy. It was just That's one much. thing about the good thing about the digital age, right? Yeah. You can actually put everything out oh, there, and there'll so be so many. Just click the storage, link, and you're good to go. My garage, Theo's house, his garage. <laughs> it was DVDs that were just everywhere, all over. Like, the milk crate, like a, the little postal yeah, crate. Yeah, like hoarding. We're like we're hoarding DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. welcome, Theo. Hi, hey guys. How you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, how are you doing, though? Good. Thanks so much for your support. You're, You're welcome anytime. Always so good to us. And so thank you for having us on. And thank you. You guys are so good to, to us, though, as well. Rossi and Charlie and Alex and I, we do appreciate everything that you guys do over at the festival and doing stuff for us. It, it's it's fantastic. And just working and partnering up with you guys for the second year is just 
I'm not. I'm just lost for words because of how great this is. Let's keep it going. So good. Yes. Appreciate. Um, you're very welcome. But I wanted to talk to you guys because here's the thing. I wanted to go back on what Daniel's point was because you actually, when you're reviewing a film, you can't let it be about yourself. You have to separate yourself from uh from what you won't like and stuff like that. You it's about the director. It's about the art of reviewing something. And that's one of the nitpicks that I have about social media in a sense where this one person will actually comment and go, well, this movie sucks. I'm like, well, what didn't you like about it? Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you saying it sucks reminds me of my five-year-old nephew that wants to go ahead and just say, well, I don't like that film. Well, tell me why. Let's have a conversation about it over pizza or something. I want to know. Because then we can actually start jiving. And then once he's, this one person winded up starting having a conversation with me, like, okay, now we're having what we call a conversation. Like you don't like your, your, ne- your nephew's reviews very much, it sounds like. <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's always pizza, though, so it's important. <laughs> but that's what I say to a lot of filmmakers who don't get selected to the festival, right? They'll say, like, well, well why not? And I say it's a, it's a subjective thought process. So for us at this particular time, it doesn't mean that the film was horrible. It doesn't mean that it was bad. It means that for us, sometimes the timing didn't work out. We have too many films and not enough time for your 29 minute film that would have fit perfectly in a block had we seen it earlier, maybe. Um, the content for the theme of the year may not fit necessarily with where we're going with that. And because we rejected it, it doesn't mean that it's horrible. But like at the same point, if you're open to hearing the constructive criticism or to hear why it wasn't necessarily selected, we're open to that as well. You know, but it is exactly. hard for some people to just be like, well, I didn't like it. Well, that's for us. I feel that's not an acceptable answer. Like, what about it? Didn't you like for our reviewers? We ask them, like, why didn't you like this? What is so if a filmmaker does come to me, which I get those emails, well, could you tell me why I didn't get in? I go back and I look and I see and then I share with the filmmaker and I say, this, these were the reasonings why for this year. It's not to say for next year it won't be, um, but for this particular moment. Exactly. Because here's the thing. It's all about trying to sell yourself and give your pitch. Because even even for me doing trying to do sponsorships, you have to try and sell yourself in order to get picked up. If you don't sell yourself in the right way and you give the wrong synopsis or if you give the wrong type of vibe from the movie itself, you could wind up saying, look, I, it was nice to actually ha- view this film, but you know, your film is good for us, but you need to go on ahead and try again for next year because we have other submissions. So that's understandable. And in order for you to be in this atmosphere, into the film criticism, you actually have to take criticism where criticism is due. Because there is constructive uh, criticism out there. And if you don't, if you can't take criticism, you're in the wrong type of business when it comes down to doing films, stuff like yeah. that. Well, no, so, you're gonna get, mostly, most of us all, we're going to get no more than yes for, any, for all of this. Correct. Like, sponsorship. Uh, I don't know anything, whatever the, 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 the you know, uh, you, you're trying to sell a show, you sell a, a script, pitch a script. It's going to be mostly no. Your one is the only yes is the one really mostly. I mean, unless you have something that's bidding war and it's a big, you know, I mean, you know, your right. Soderberg or whatever, I mean, it's a difference. It's, you know, you know I mean, like it's, you're going to get a lot of no, you're getting no, this is what, this is what we're all dealing with all of us. And, and at the same time, everyone gets rejected at some point. You know, so I always bring up the skin example. Skin won the Oscar. Skin mm-hmm. is our, one of our favorites and all this stuff. We love that film. And they, Tribeca rejected that movie. Sorry to throw them names out there. Sorry, you know, whatever, but that's true. So they got rejected as well, but they went on to win an Oscar and the film's great. We love it. And it won our festival. So even that film is, is, is highly touted or whatever. It gets rejections. Everyone's getting rejections. Everyone. It's just, that's the point I want to make. It's just, they're all getting, 
that you know, Long Goodbye probably won last year. I probably has been rejected by some festivals, I'm sure. Not that I love saying. that film. That was actually one of my favorite films of the year that I've done with you. Great. Yeah, but you know what? Got rejected by some festivals too. It didn't make Sundance, so I don't know if they submitted it. They probably did. Didn't make it. So I'm just saying, like you know, so it's, it's the point that these films, as great as they are, and they're sort of unanimous. We all agree they're they're very good. They don't. There's some, some festivals. There's no place for them. Even whether it's the violence in the story or this or that, or just the fact that they just I don't know. They don't like it for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. it's not this thing. It's unanimous, and everyone gets in everywhere. Everyone's getting rejections to some degree across the board. Well, it's right? like and, playing for the World Series, for example. I mean, you have a bunch of teams in the playoffs. Some teams might not win because of the fact that somebody outshined the other person. Mm-hmm. And so, just because you didn't make it, does not mean that you didn't do a great job in that playoff. It's just that somebody else did a better job than you did. So therefore. Like you know, your film could be a 10 out of 10, but there's also somebody else that has a 10 out of 10 as well. So you have to figure out, okay, which one is better for me to go? Is the pacing better? Is the dialogue better? Does this thing flow better than the other film does? In some cases, that film might actually be a knockout versus the other film because of those things. And if you and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if the other film didn't make it or whatever, but there's always try again next year and keep pushing yourself, applying yourself, and keep having the ambition as a filmmaker or a writer, and just keep on doing what you're doing because it's working clearly. If you're into a festival or if you somebody even even looked at it, because most studios just go on ahead, they look at it like and eh, though and and next thing you know it, it just gets put into a uh, bin for later on and then they dust it off later later on perfect example is the denzel washington movie with hbo max stuff like that it it was under their radar for god knows how long it was basically in a uh, box and then they dusted it off and said okay we're gonna make this film but we're not gonna make any adjustments to what we're doing we're just gonna apply it like it's a night like it's supposed to be a seven kind of vibe mixed in with it and maybe people will go with it and so it to be it just didn't work but that's what they did and basically as a as a writer and everything you just keep on doing what you're doing and keeping your ambitions open because sooner or later something's gonna wind up hitting and I wanted to ask Theo about this, though. Like, Theo, in your position and stuff like that, what what do you do as far as the Holly Shorts Film Festival goes as well? Because I want to have some inspiration for other people who are listening and may want to do a festival or things like that, too. Well, we touch on everything. Listen, we're like a collective a team and i would say in my life i tour the world attend other festivals um recruit scout for other colleagues or friends that can come into the fold and help contribute to the season it's just like the sports analogy you're having these are seasons to help us try to you know put the ship together and have maximum success i'm also looking at content i'm looking to meet with the filmmakers sometimes they're on awards runs and so i have another life where i i market content feature length and series and and, uh, and i'm fortunate to be able to attend some of the biggest fest- other festivals in the world like the Cannes and the tribeca's and berlin al and so i'll you know we bring some of that international aspect to the festival and we have a big international contingency to holly shorts this year canada has a lot of you know uk france and so i'm able to kind of go to some of those territories see some of our alumni discuss with them what they're working on next try to do some professional development team up with other companies and organizations like some places in the uk that we're looking at and see how they can merge and and, and fit with with what we're trying to do i mean when we started it the idea was help our friends help filmmakers um advance their careers that's still the same goal so whether we find a friend in the uk who can you know do another film fund we did the film fund to finance the script competition we're looking at another company the script 
to, to fund another script competition. Um, we work with the people at Content London to do some special showcases of the shorts, maybe some shorts. We, we did a program with them where some short filmmakers pitch their series. So that's a lot of that's a lot of time. And then the, the other hat is just like the venues, you know, just taking care of some of the venues and, and, and locations and, you know, doing different deals with, with places. We, we like to make it their, their experience. Even before we were Oscar qualifying, the goal was to make Holly Shorts kind of like, you know, the standard, the gold standard for people to kind of meet, hang out, network in the backdrop of Hollywood. So the cooler facilities, the cooler venues, we can have the better. This year, we got a new one in the mix, the Godfrey Hotel. The filmmakers had a, a cocktail party there this past Saturday. And it was just incredible. We go back there for our awards. It's a new hotel in Los Angeles. We spent a lot of time in the Roosevelt. Nicole's really kind of got us back there and um, had some great receptions this week. And she's also facilitated our um, event space at the Japan House. But it's just everything. We all touch all sides of it. And the cool thing is having a great team like this is it's like a wheel. So if one person's down, the other person steps up. One person's down, the other person's up. It's kind of like what the agencies do with their clients, a functioning wheel sometimes you know and also must say that it is independent right listen maybe looking into the future eventually we get a big sponsor and that changes things but at the moment i think it's even more impressive to do this completely independent raise the budget completely on our own not have a studio that's that's putting this on this is really us so we're baby disney that's pretty awesome though that you guys are independent you work independently you have a crew together and you're operating just fine by getting the funds that you need Without a sponsorship, that's really impressive, man. I, I have to give it to you guys and the te- creative team that you have because you guys have a great team. You guys work as a team. And that's one thing I have to say about with my co-host, with me having co-hosts, if I'm not able to do something, they can they step in and help me out. It helps out tremendously as well. I have, and I have the best crew and you guys have the best crew there is, to be honest with you. You got Nicole, you got Daniel, you have the the go-to people, the gurus of of the film festival that can actually help you and lean on you whenever you need. So Especially that's, that's fantastic. Too. I mean, listen, we don't want to just paint a picture of just as always apples and roses. No, 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 absolutely. Sometimes life is tough. There's going to be dark moments. And that's why even more you got to have people you trust in your family that can have your back and help you make amazing key decisions and and. and and, and be of help when things aren't going so great. You know, that's what exactly teams do. Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, flu game. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're talking about my era, my nineties era. So yeah, <laughs> if you're, if you weren't a bulls fan in the nineties, you weren't born in, clearly you weren't born between the eighties and nineties. So therefore, exactly. well, watch out Daniel's Lakers. Be careful. He's magic. I'm a Celtics fan though, too, but, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. but you know uh going back on what you guys were saying nicole and daniel as well when it comes down to viewing these films one of my friends goes well how many films were submitted to you i said 87 like are you gonna do all 87 i said look i'll be like rocky balboa where i'm just like black and blue and then i have my manager telling me just throw in the towel because i'm done for the day no i'll be done for the whole year because at that point i said no the way i select my films is i look at the plot i look at the poster stuff like that prime example is when we i had domingo uh coleman domingo's thing that sold me was the thumbnail and the artwork behind the end from behind that short i'm like okay this is a film i'm interested so i'm gonna check it out and also too it is if it's relatable and if it's something that i can put on here to where i can relate to and i get someone to care about it as just as much as i do then yes i'm gonna go ahead and review it but it's, if it gets to the point where it's like okay well i can't get i can't put this on here because of the fact that it's not very relatable it's not something that i would choose i'm not i can't relate to it if somebody that i'm trying to get view it can't relate to it i put it aside maybe for another day or if i go on ahead and try 
revisit again because here's the thing i'm 37 years old too so sometimes i'm I, I work eight hours a day and out of a hospital so i'm like so sometimes i'm like i'm like really cranky i'm like okay this movie i'm gonna have to put aside for because i'm just yeah. too tired but thing that i love about the short films is it's easy to digest it's easy to be able to watch a five maybe 20 minute film and you can feel full you don't have to watch a two and a half hour movie. And to me, honest with you, sometimes two and a half hour movies just feels like oversaturation to the point where you can't, you're at the buffet line and you're just oversaturating yourself and eating everything up to the mm -hmm. point where like, you can't even breathe. You need to go ahead and have new pants because you're over eight. Okay. So with these short films, and I even told Rossi this when we reviewed one of the films and she can vouch for me for this, but mm -hmm. I said, they just told us everything that we needed to tell, be told in a five minute scene where they don't have to do dialogue or anything and 99.9% .9 of acting is visualization and that is something that I really love about the Holy Shorts Film Festival and also short films itself is the fact that you guys actually give us something that we can grab onto and stick with us and there's several movies last year that still stick with me there's also Coleman Domingo's film that just sticks with me and resonates with me now as well as a reviewer but is there something now this is actually for all three of you but is there a film that you reviewed that just sticks with you? I mean, for this particular year, or do you mean in general? Just in general. I mean, I still, I literally just told this story yesterday, but for me, um, so Theo and Daniel started Holly Shorts and I came on board about year four or maybe five with them. And the first year that I was a part of it, I was a volunteer. And I remember we were all sitting at the table looking at the program saying like, oh my gosh, I wanna go see this block. Or I wanna see this film. And I remember I was able to step in and catch the last two films in a student film block. Um, I think one of them was titled like The Freeze or something. And it was a, the stop motion animation of like food in a refrigerator. And I'm a big like inanimate object talker or like talking for animals person. So this movie totally hit me in the right way. And it was basically a story of like, this old refrigerator freezing all the food and the food trying to save themselves before. And so it was all stop motion. It was like so perfect. It was, I don't want to spoil it, but if you, you look for it, the filmmaker that did that ended up being David Gordon Green, who went to uh, direct, I believe, Echo for Disney. And that was like just a student film that he did. And then I saw another uh, student film from Chapman that was called The Book of Tomorrow. And it was like a take on, um, not like The Twilight Zones. What was that other show from the 80s that we all like, like amazing stories, you know? So this kid, he had like a comic book and it would like predict the future and everything he would see in this comic book would come true the next day. So he realized that he had the power to like change what was going to happen. And I remember this big scene with like this robot that almost, I mean, at that time period, we're talking like 14 years ago, like rivaled CGI now for me. Like I was like, this is so impressive. And this is a student film and this is what a student is doing so much so that I remembered that film. And I actually remember talking to that filmmaker and became friendly with that filmmaker because I'm like, that is so cool that you were just a student and like you had all of these resources. So we're talking 14 years ago and those two films still stick out in my mind for me. But over the years, there's so many filmmakers that have really done some like really incredible. And then you're fortunate enough to kind of be on the journey with them to kind of see them as they progress in their career. And sometimes they come back to us with more projects that they want to premiere or, 
you know, they've gone on to do features, but they're like, I had an idea for another short. I want to come and play it here. Or I did a documentary. Can I come here? So those are always really nice. But those two are ones for me that stick out the most. You have to interject. It, it was uh, Meltdown was the title. Meltdown. Thank you. I knew it. <laughs> oh my God. It I love that one. It's so an all-time favorite. That is Meltdown. It's, just, it's just a perfect short. It's the perfect short film, yeah. the story, delivery, the, the pacing. It's fun as hell. Everyone loved it in the audience. It's just, it's the voiceover stuff's great. Uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, David Cross, right? It was... David Green. Um, um, the, the voiceover, the, the, the community. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was him, yeah. Um, uh, so this, this was great. That's just, a, that was just an awesome, awesome short. That's one of the all-time favorites. That's great. But yeah, there's there's always some that we all love. I mean, I always talk about the skin story because that's, that's like a personal favorite, but also just it, I watched it and I like, called Theo. I was like, listen, we got to put this on now. Trust me, this is this this film is winning. This is it. This is like, so many films you like, you're like, this is strong. This is a really great film. This is a chance. This is a chance. This is, yeah, we're going to program this. Like, there's some films you watch, and you're like, this is in. I don't know yet where I'm putting it, but this is, this is, I'm selecting this now. There's no need to like deliberate, share with anyone else. Or obviously, we have that final say, so we just go ahead and do that. But so there's a lot of films like that. But the skin was, for me, just one of those kinds of, you know, I just felt this is going to go farther than just, oh, this might win. This can win. This can go all the way. We just felt very strong about it. And, and it was very unanimous to the jury across the board. Everybody loved the film. Just the, the hit the notes, the social impact, the story, the cat, you know, all of it was just there. It's just, it's just very, very impactful. The ending obviously is sort of a shock moment, um, but it works. And, and, you know, all those things, it just was, yeah, that's uh, one of the favorites. And then, you know, there's others, I don't know what Theo will have. So I don't even want to spoil. I might, there's one, I think you might be saying, I don't know. We'll see, but um, there's, there's, there's different ones. There's many, there's many, there's many, many, but uh, yeah, there's some that stick with you. Uh, that just, you, you'll always think about or never, never forget. Um, and uh, but yeah, that's just, uh, I was, go back to that story because because of what the film also meant for us with winning the oscar after we qualified all the cool things but just that we just felt that so strong and instantaneously knew it just felt it and just and, and the instinct was right i guess you know, so yeah so that, that's a that's a cool one but yeah let me see what theo's got <laughs> yeah i mean there's different things right i mean there's the this year there's great ones there's always great ones but that's a great question because you know, 18 years is one that stand stand out and some of them stand the test of time, and they're just excellent. I mean, just this year, there's a, I don't know, there's different perspective in this question. One, there's a filmmaker who won the Oscar. He did Two Distant Strangers, uh, Trayvon Free. And he gave us a vision for this project he had. They execute it, and then to see it come to life, we showed it opening night, 38 in the Garden documentary. HBO bought it. It's just interesting to just see the vision to do it, and then the execution, right? Frank Chi directed it, so that's just, and just got rave reviews with us. Our friends, our filmmakers, they're just like, oh, so inspiring, close the block up. Also timing with these things. And I would love to have you in person with us too next year because mm-hmm. it changed, it's been in that theater, you know, from the little screen to then the theatrical sound thing is, I can't explain it, you know? That's why Nolan loves those theaters so much, right? Um, <laughs> It, it makes a difference, you know, with these right the, because the first, mm-hmm. right. Well, here's the thing: you can have a sound bar, right? Yeah, you can have a sound bar. You can ha- have a 45, 50 inch TV. But there's nothing like going into a theater and listening to the surround sound and looking at the audience. Because I always do this when I'm around the theater. I, people say I'm nosy, but no, I'm just looking at other people's reactions yeah. just to see if I have if I'm getting the same vibe that they're getting off. Because I feed off of other people's vibes too. So Reaction, everything you're right. Yeah, I mean, listen, we had a film that played last night. It played at our monthly screening. Our monthly screening had 10, 10, 10 people. This was like, you know, this one we're at like hundred something, and then you could just hear the different reactions, and then it, it's it makes it a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point of this theatrical thing and community, 
there was a couple that stand out, and then and they just happen to be horror a genre. I guess we're horror people who are fans. Even now, we're, we have a deal with Epic and Dread uh, to help adapt um, some of the shorts into feature-length films, and they're co-financing um, projects between a million and three million, and also they're doing like a fast micro-budget um, deal with filmmakers. So that's a cool thing that we that we brought, but. Yeah, so horror is close to us, and so yeah, the Smiling Man is a film. It's a short. It's insane. I mean, seeing that on a horror night in the screen, and this little girl, I pulled it up right here, and, and the, the character and the face is something that's never escaped from the guy. Uh, AJ Green has gone on to do great things, and the, the thing still gives you chills now. And I think that was like you know years ago, right? It's online too. If anybody wants to see it, the Smiling Man, and it was another oh. one that. Yeah, but no. Going on another thing you were mentioned that the there's, there's another one, uh, the Devil's Dash. You know Zachary Guerra. I saw him the other day. I haven't seen him like in since the eighties. Okay. Ten years right. it goes fast. That film is insane. That was ten years ago. Stellar. Ex- it, the level of execution is just insane. Yeah, I think that one played our opening night too. And I, you know, people had chills. People were like screaming or crying or running out. It's just been. <laughs> It's like, how do you make this? You know, you know. Right. So then we put on this different hat of making shorts and making content, and you know, you, we have to step our games up. It goes back to the questions you had earlier. Of, you know, how you know how do you make these things? And the measurement, the bar is so high. It's almost like, why do this? You know, it's so it's, these guys are with so much respect for these filmmakers, tremendous amount, and to be handpicked from this six, five thousand, six thousand group is, uh, and the screenplays too. Even that side of it. It's, you know that's the blueprint for the work, and it's so difficult, so freaking hard. So it's a, it's a huge element of respect. I bet there's a lot of analyzation when it comes down to the scripts itself that you guys have to read, though, too. Because is there's a thing of visualization, though, too. It's like you don't have anything to visualize a scene with, but you have to make sure the dialogue, what's on paper, is actually going to be great to actually play out uh, later on for the audience to actually believe. If the words on paper is not there. It's a feeling. It's a feeling of it's sort of a gut right. feeling of some, a project or work. You just feel like you know this is good. You know this person is talented. You know they have it. It's just it's the there's a feel with the films. You can see it. It's a visual part of it. So you're looking at. You're watching. Wow, this looks incredible. Or you know this feels right. This is you know the scripts the same way. So how does it read? Is the pacing? Is it feel like gets my attention? I'm into this. I'm 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 all in. Like you know I'm all in. Or am I kind of I don't know. I don't know. I'm questioning. Questioning. It's like. And fighting myself or fighting, fighting, you know, if you're fighting it, you, there's a reason you're probably fighting it. If you're not fighting it, you just, it just comes naturally. You feel like good about it, you're excited about it. It's obviously what you're reading is working, the same way what you're watching is working. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be a struggle to like, ah, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure. It, it's, it just jumps out of you, you know. Um, that feeling is there, and it's something that that part is, I guess, something we just, you know, I don't know how, how to describe that part of it. It's just something you either feel or have, or I don't know, uh, just to just, just trust in your gut, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's, that's also part of it too. But uh, I want to mention this, though, real quick, though, with Dio. And here's the thing. I'm planning on trying to get out there probably next year because here's the thing. Right now, here, here's the thing. I'm actually planning for a wedding. So it's actually a little bit harder for me to get out there because I'm getting married in October, like I was telling Nicole and Daniel. Um, but I that's actually one of my go-to goals. Ever since I was a kid, my goal was to get into Hollywood and do something where I can interview directors, actors, actresses, oh, and stuff like that. We'll it just happens to be I'm in the wrong state, but <laughs> you know, but this has always been my dream and my ambitions to actually do this with a community that loves film just as much as I do and talk about film. And I appreciate everything that you guys do really heartwarming that you guys take, took a chance with me and with my channel. It's 
uh, and also to my podcast as well. And, you know, I just want to say a big thank you to you guys. And also, there's actually another thing I want to bring up is something that Daniel said, though, when you're looking at a script, and I always say this in my reviews, too, whenever you're looking at scripts, it could look good on paper, on black and white, but it's all about how you actually come out with it and the dialogue. And if it and if the actor is not invested into it, or if it becomes cringy to the point where it's like, okay, maybe that shouldn't have been there and stuff like that. Because what might be perceived on paper as great, it's about the flow and the execution of that line and how it's received when it comes out of you. That's the problem on some cases. I was like, it's fine on paper, but I would have left that one alone. But, oh, we but see you it know, we see, we see there's, there's some great scripts that maybe some examples. I won't name the projects and names, but there's some films that unfortunately we support. We're excited about. They submitted the you know, final product. It was not something that won the contest, but they maybe placed semifinals. So we're like, oh, great. This is, this is one of our scripts. I know this script. I know this film. Like, I feel like I know it because I know the script. I know where this is. I know the story. Let me see how this actually came out now. Let's see how they actually pulled this off, how they executed the film, and let's see how good this is. And there's some that do well and actually get selected. You're very excited. And then there's some that don't. And, uh, you know, it's what it is. We're not going to just put it in because, oh, it's part of the contest. We get excited. We're not going to just add you in the festival lineup because it's just like a natural progression. But does the film execute? Is the story well? Uh, still pulled off well? Is the acting on par? One of the films that was acting was just not there. It, just, it was not strong. So it just it diluted the film. It wasn't something that could, that could really could be selected. So it was just kind of a, a bummer. You know, we felt like, oh, we like this, this script. We're excited that they're part of the sort of the family. But, you know, we have to also be um, authentic and real about the fact that this is a, this is a competition. This is this is not just a favors-based thing. We're not just going to put things exactly. on because it's, you know, friendly. Right, you thing. can just hit that golden buzzer and be like, okay, everybody's in, right? Something you have to. Not that. So it, it's like, a, you, know, you get bummed out. It's a disappointment, but it's also, this is just the reality of it. So it's, uh, you know. But if we consistently you know, take people we know, we like, we know your work yeah, is good, no, no, no. how do we allow an opportunity for other unknown filmmakers and other filmmakers who haven't had the same opportunity to have this platform and to meet and network and have their films um, shown to audiences that may not have seen them before, you know? So that's the other hard part too about as you grow, you have to continually allow for new to continue to grow with you. And we love our alums. We unfortunately, you know, had to miss a lot of them this year that had some really fantastic projects. But it, like I said, it doesn't mean that they weren't good. It just means for us, like we had to give room to someone else this year. And hopefully we'll see them on the next go round with the next project. It changed too. It used to be like, you know, I don't know, I think it's the Oscar qualifying thing that's changed the level, the playing field. It used to be, they used to be really heard either if they don't get in or obviously they're still hurt right when they don't <laughs> in. or when you don't win they would be really really on the brink of oh my goodness you know now i think i think they they are appreciative one of you know coming close and then two um if they don't win they're they're happy to be a part of the selection because it's so hard to make make it this far you know of course they're going to be exactly there. But it's so difficult. It, is it really is. Because another one, okay, we had The Long Goodbye last year, and we had the Alaka Chu movie that came out. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. And that movie also sticks with me, too. It, But, you know, and I was rooting for both films because I was. I remember texting Beth because Beth did the review for me with me for The Long Goodbye. And I said, both of our films, that film got nominated. Another film that I reviewed got nominated. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm responsible for this because of the fact that I helped this per this director to get herself out there because of my reviews and stuff like that. Right. But you know, but the thing that I like is the fact of how appreciative that she is to mm -hmm. the fact that she came this far 
-hmm. And she was in that seat at the Oscars, mm -hmm. which is a hard thing to get in. So. And you know what I'm saying? And then now she's recognized. Okay. And now you might actually have people within the, uh, maybe Blumhouse, maybe uh, Warner Brothers, maybe someone might actually take a chance on her to direct the film. Mm -hmm. And you have this great flow of different indie directors coming in and out of the shorts and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest with you, there's not a single one that I don't think is great. Because I think the ones that, that made it in there last time and even this time for the films that I reviewed, they do a fantastic job. It's just all about, you know, who outshined who in my baseball analogy that I dropped earlier. <laughs> but, you know, I have to commend you guys for trying to make the selection and try and how hard it is. Because I know if I had like over 5,000 films to review and trying to break it down into maybe, let's say, for example, like 200 films or 100 films and try to figure out which ones... I'd be like, um, I'm going to need another extra couple of hours because <laughs> I have this other sleuth of digital movies that I have to get through and then I can focus on the one I did so I can measure out which ones did great, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I commend all three of you guys for doing what you guys do. Thank so, you. But uh, I think that's everything that I had wanted to ask you guys. And I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be on my show. It's such an honor to have you guys here. And that that's me being 100% because oh. whenever I got the email saying that you guys wanted, I, at first I thought you guys want to interview me. I'm like, wait. <laughs> and so then I got the email back. No, they want to, you want to, I'm like, wait, they want me to interview them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes, I'll do this because this is something that I need, uh, that I feel like in my heart that I want to do for you guys. And you're very welcome. And I appreciate everything that you guys do. I'm hoping to be there next year to uh to be up there with you guys over there with Thank you guys and uh be a part of that community that you he will john you got the exclusive here you never get all three of us in one place at one time you usually get these two. you never get me so you got this but thank you very much for covering us uh good luck congratulations for the wedding in october right yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next year on the carpet with us. Yes, indeed. And maybe my co-host as well, because I know that Rossi and Alex, they live in the California area okay, as well. Rossi. And so they're, I think they're yeah. from the Sacramento area. So that's why I told them, I said, I'll drive into whatever airport you guys are at and we'll just do a road trip and road trip this thing out and do it Perfect. from there. We're gonna give you but, we'll give you a scoop. The dates are August 10th yeah. through 19th next year. Okay. All right, I'll book that in advance then. I'll actually put that out there. Uh, so thank you guys so much. It's a pleasure as always to be able to do this. And if you guys ever want to come back on, let me know and I'll be glad to book you guys again. I had a blast chatting with you guys. Thank you so, very much. Welcome. And with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for the show for tonight. But tomorrow night, I'm going to have independent director Crichton Hobbs with me. He's talking about his new film, Binded by Darkness. So we're going to be talking about that new mafia mobster movie. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe button, and all that other stuff. You guys know where to reach out to me. If you don't, the descriptions are down below. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.